Today's sponsor is Gamefly, where you can find over 8,000 new releases as well as classic games available to rent for a low monthly fee. Sign up and get a free month at GameflyOffer.com slash SBFVGS. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 68. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Postman, Lopez. Oh, it's like a delivery. No, because I deliver them to you. You deliver those Platinums. All right. I'm pretty sure I haven't received a single Platinum from you since you started getting (laughs) Platinums. So you're really bad at that if that's what you're doing. (laughs) And that is David Beach Party Tate. (laughs) That's right. I just got back from a little vacation and I'm about to go on another vacation in about a month. So and that's another beach vacation. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty it's a pretty apt nickname, I would say. Indeed. Um, indeed. And thank you for that lovely intro. Adam, I don't have a nickname for you. Reading. Oh, I love that nickname. Yeah, isn't that a good one? I, I bet you. you I've used it before in the past. <laughs> I, I'm playing that overtime again. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's when you I, know when yeah. David whips out those nicknames. You know he's <laughs> he's been doing like 14 hour days. Yeah, <laughs> I just got home like 10 minutes ago, and it's 11 p.m. And anyway, yeah. that's a little bit of the behind the scenes magic of what's going on with this podcast. So <laughs> yeah. if I'm loopy, you know why? Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and later on in the show, we'll be chatting with very cool super guest friend, renowned composer of video game stage and screen. Yeah. Chris Velasco. Woo! Yeah, it'll be awesome. And we're also going to be using special Chris Velasco musical interludes uh, this episode. So some of his past work, uh, Mass Effect 2, Bloodborne, and Resident Evil 7. So I'm excited yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, awesome. I'm super, super jazzed about talking to Chris. Um, he's made music for probably a ton of your favorite games, and you may not even know it. Hey, um, one of them is Overwatch. Yeah, so, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into that. He's going to probably talk a little bit about, you know, his resume, I think is if is I think what that's you call how it? you say it. Resume. There's resume. like a weird line over the e, I think, but I no, think it's I think like you a ag- silent line. I'm I'm pretty sure you ignore that line. Yeah, you just ignore you- that and say resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight, with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you guys playing? Okay, wait, nope, stop. What? Before before we even get to what are you playing? What? You just mm-hmm. derailed I, everything. I did. I derailed everything. And for a very important reason. Okay. <laughs> Here I am. I'm on, I'm on the social media last night. And what uh-huh. do I see? Mm-hmm. I see Big City David J. Tate attending a rooftop party. <laughs> which is like, okay, cool. First question. Where's your switch, David? Did you, <laughs> did bring, you the bring it to the party? Oh, yeah. Are you walking no. the walk? Or no, you I just didn't. talk the talk? So, I didn't so, bring it. So literally... <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo airs a commercial showing exactly what you can do with your Switch. The one thing <laughs> that you were supposed to do <laughs> is find cool kids to hang out on a rooftop with and have a party and bring your Switch, and you didn't do it. Yeah, well, you missed the opportunity. Well, in my defense, can I just can I just put some defense here? <laughs> Absolutely it not. It was but. not it was not planned to be a rooftop party. Um, oh. Is any rooftop was, party ever planned? Uh, yes, <laughs> I don't they think are. so. Well, I would say so. And I live in the big city, so I think I, mean, I know it, a little bit about this. Well, this you stuff. live in the big city. You're supposed to look out your window and people on the rooftop <laughs> wave you over and you quickly grab your switch. <laughs> now, OK, so this is a group of friends I hang out with pretty regularly. Um, none of them play games, first of all. Uh, you could change all that. Uh, Isn't that what the well, switch was for? 
maybe yeah. one of them does, but um, uh, but also it was not planned to be a rooftop party. Um, we were like hanging out in this guy's apartment, and he was making garlic bread, and somehow the apartment started filling with smoke, and oh. everyone's eyes were turning red because of this oven smoke. <laughs> and uh so we were like well we need to go somewhere so we went up onto his roof we climbed up See, the fire escape you should have just left it vague because what i had assumed was david kicks in the door at the apartment and with his devil may care attitude says <laughs> let's go up to the roof yeah and then I everybody does roof party yeah no, yeah it wasn't me <laughs> um, it, was, it was garlic bread yeah it was garlic bread anyways anyways <laughs> so what do you guys plan uh, I'm not gonna go ahead and switch start. on rooftops. So yeah, go ahead and start. Not switch on rooftops. Yeah, but uh, so I just had a nice little vacation, um, mm-hmm. and now I'm back and I'm playing overtime. Um, today was my first day of two weeks straight of fourteen hour days working on the weekends. It's gonna be a lot of fun. However, while I was on vacation, I started and got pretty far into Shovel Knight. Ooh, on my Switch. And, Did it get its uh, hooks into you? Oh, it did. It did for oh, sure. It's so good. I got, I got pretty far, and I, I, I have to say, I really like it a lot. Yeah, um, it's awesome. awesome. A lot of people complained about the Switch's D-pad, I guess, or lack thereof, um, mm. because it's kind of like another, you know, group of four buttons like that are on the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly, my brain got used to it pretty quick, and I can actually mm-hmm. play Shovel Knight no problem with that faux D-pad on the left cool. side. Um, and so yeah, I've been I've been making my way through the game. I, I have no way of knowing how far I am through the game because the map keeps slowly revealing itself as I go. Okay. Um, uh, how many how many big boss fights have you done? Would you say? I want to say I want to say it's been like six of them, maybe five of them, five or six. Okay. Okay. I just yeah, like you're, a, yeah, you're I pretty deep. like a wind guy. I think was the last guy I fought. Wind. Is that Wind Man, bells? they Wind call him. Man? I don't know what they call him. Uh, no, that, that also, would be if it was Mega Man game. Yes, I also fought a like a like a like a scientist guy that had like a giant mech suit. Those are like the last two boss battles that okay. I did. Um, you guys oh yeah, seem, yeah. Okay, you do remember? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys are like giving me blank stares. So I, maybe I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not playing. Well, Shovel Knight, we played maybe. the game like two years ago. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a little while. Um, so anyway, it's great. The music's great. Um, it's really fun in handheld mode. Um, and you know, I didn't play as much Breath of the Wild as I was expecting to while I was away because I find with Breath of the Wild, I need to know that I have a whole day to play it or I'm just not going to get anything done. And then I have no like will to play it anymore. Cause the game is enormous. Adam, have you come into that yet? Like the game is so big. You're just like, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to have any time to get anything done. You know? Yeah. So for me, that's, that's definitely the feeling I got. I, I used it in the van pool, you know, the other day Mm -hmm. going down to work and, um, yeah, I played maybe a half an hour, but in that time, I'm pretty sure all I did was like run to a different area and then fight a few dudes. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm at work now. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> definitely so didn't get anything big. of substance done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's same. It's kind of similar with horizon. Like you, you want to have like a decent chunk of time to mm-hmm. like, so you can like, it's like a meal, you know, it's not a snack. You have to like sit down yeah. and savor it and you Indeed. don't want to rush through it. And you want to like, if there's a story thing that happens, you want to like, be able to pay attention to it so yeah so that game is kind of hard to play in in mobile mode i discovered um hmm. 
So anyway, I haven't played a lot of Breath of the Wild, but what I have been playing a bit of is Heroes of the Storm because they just did their big 2.0 update where they have loot boxes now, which they call like treasure chests or something. Um, but they they open just like loot boxes in Overwatch. They added um, Genji to the game and they're adding yeah. D.Va in a week or two. Um, and they have exclusive skins that you can unlock in Overwatch if you play enough Heroes of the Storm games, which is brilliant. They're like, all right, so Overwatch is our most popular game. How can we make people play one of our less popular games? And they they found the answer, give them exclusive skins in their most popular game for playing their (laughs) less popular game. So (laughs) I'll be doing that with with Gold Ultima Kills, and I think we're trying to talk uh travis aka deadwards into playing mm-hmm. some matches with us and nick nick wagner and uh you know anyone the else old, out there the listening? Old posse yeah the yeah. old posse anyone out anyone else out there listening that has a computer that might be able to run heroes of the storm come, come join us uh yeah. if you if you pop into our discord actually my battle tag is linked right on my profile there so you can just add me as a friend so if you go to bit.ly slash sbfvgs discord find me on there there and you go. look at my profile. You can add me on Battle.net. Easy peasy. Uh, lemon squeezy. So, uh, <laughs> um, I'm the only one laughed at that. That's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that's all I've been playing. Um, right, I did just times. order Mass Effect Andromeda, but it's not here yet. So, I'll be yeah. playing it soon. Very cool. So, there we what go. What can you do? What about I you, can't play it now, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um so i picked up uh there was a flash sale uh a week or two ago and yeah. i picked up uh crypt of the necro dancer uh, which is really fun uh so I, I completed a a full playthrough of it um but it's i mean if i had to compare it to something it would be it would be something like spelunky it's definitely made to be played over and over again uh mm-hmm. in these like randomly generated dungeons but it's a really really fun game and i know that that's that's pretty old news to a lot of people but yeah, I just picked it up and I'm having a good time with that. Are you um, playing that on on the anointed console? Uh, Wait, which v- one is that? The Vita. The Vita, yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh. Where else would I? Play? Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> Jeez, the anointed uh, console. <laughs> uh, beyond that, what else have I been playing? Uh, I've also been playing Shovel Knight uh, because oh, the, the, the new one. Or, yeah, the PS4, and I think uh, Xbox just got the update where um, we got the. Uh, uh, what's it called? Specter of Torment DLC. Oh yeah, I, yeah. The yeah. Switch has it too. It came. It's like it's called like the Treasure Trove on uh, yeah. Switch. So uh, yeah, they all have. So it, yeah, I now, think. now all the consoles have have that update. So you get Specter of Torment uh, storyline, uh, co-op mode, which I was playing with my daughter, which is really really fun. Yeah. Um, it's got like the the gender swap mode where you can like change um, all the different uh, enemies and and heroes like genders. Although I, I haven't gotten very far into the game. Some it's like way more noticeable than others. Like Shovel Knight, you can't tell the difference like almost at all. But like King Knight, completely different. Oh, so, all right. it's pretty cool. Cool. And then uh, I I played a bunch of Horizon Zero Dawn. I beat the game, which was excellent. Whoa. Uh, definitely five out of five uh, tacos. Like, wow. Uh, that game is stellar. awesome. It's so good. And I'm still playing. Wow. It. Yeah. And wow. Don't do that. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> don't do that. So, um, <laughs> what I'm noticing is, is I'm really close to the platinum. I beat the game with like 85% of the trophies. Um, and I'm pretty sure the remaining trophies, they're all hidden. I haven't really looked them up yet, but I, I assume it's like the collectathon, right? Go collect all the little statues, go collect all this stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm noticing is, is I'm going to collect them, even though I invested like 50, 60 hours in that game before I beat it. Um, I'm finding like little towns and like areas um, that I hadn't actually ever been to. And so I'm getting all these new side quests, which is kind of delaying my ability to get the platinum because... <laughs> because <laughs> you don't want to play that game for fun no 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 you have to get that platinum no that's otherwise that's the, you're just that's the problem like i'm running into all these side quests and i'm like oh this is really fun i'm not going to do the fetch quest stuff now i'm going to do this fun thing so yeah yeah it's, it's coming along but but uh, you're complaining about having fun right now <laughs> oh no no not, not complaining just explaining as to why there's not a platinum currently on, the, uh, on the yeah, yeah no, all right all right okay. yeah because i mean everyone's wondering like what the heck mike why <laughs> why you i'm just saving the player yeah good time tell him that is you so (laughs) so i played a ton of horizon zero dawn um my wife had a bunch of stuff going on i think friday and saturday so she was like working on this and that and the other and and she left me to my own devices and my own devices are 12 hours of horizon zero dawn (laughs) so (laughs) i I, uh i played a whole bunch of that um i'm probably about halfway through the game now um loving it just loving it and and i think the story finally just um really got its hooks into me um because for a long time there i was like i like the world i'm curious about it i don't know anything about it and then i so it finally just gave me the first big you know here's here's kind of what's going on i was like oh this is amazing (laughs) so (laughs) so that's really cool and i was uh you know basically kind of even more drawn in so that's that's really good and then i played like i said a little bit more breath of the wild i think i maybe only put an hour or two in or maybe two hours at this point into that game because i'm kind of saving it until horizon is over um but i still can't help myself and so i sometimes (laughs) just hop in and just like fool around for a little bit and like no 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 all right like i finished uh one shrine and i was like okay all right and then yeah don't get sucked in don't get sucked in (laughs) (laughs) and we had uh we had the in-laws in town um uh last weekend and so basically i I popped on overcooked and i was playing it with the kids and then my mother-in-law she's into games uh she usually is like playing on her phone or or she has a 3ds and um so that was pretty cool so she hopped in and basically we were doing four player um overcooked for a while there and everyone now what is pretty- overcooked okay i've heard a little bit about this game but what is it Oh, it's really fun. So basically, it's this. There's this kind of apocalyptic setup, which is kind of funny for a cooking game. Yeah. But it's it's a four player co op cooking game, and you're in a restaurant. And you're trying to serve up food for these customers, and they keep placing orders. And you have to basically look. Okay, so someone is grabbing like hamburger meat and pounding it out into a patty and someone's taking the the patty throwing it in the frying pan someone else is putting buns on plates and lettuce and tomato and, and having to dice all that stuff and put it on there and then you know someone else then you have dirty plates coming back in and it's like there's more than any one person can do uh-huh. um and so you kind of have to hop between different jobs and improvise and stuff and there's a lot of screaming and stuff it's like, <laughs> like i need a plate can it I'm only out be played in uh, multiplayer so it's all it's all local well i don't know there may be online but i think as far as i know i've only played it with local multiplayer so i don't know is there a single player at all i mean you could you could probably play single player but i don't think it would go very well oh all right interesting okay cool but yeah it's it's really really fun so played that um me and my son played a little bit of star wall um one night we were just basically going versus two computer players because that's another you know you can do four players on that too Uh so star wall really good time just trying to you know stab other space narwhals in the heart you know how it goes 
yeah just a normal day just a yeah. normal just a normal day in the reading household yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then played i man i played a lot of stuff so um then i started night in the woods finally oh um, it's so about time one re- of us got around to that game <laughs> i know i'm uh, really enjoying it um basically i just i've just done the first couple sections uh i got to do like the little rhythm game that alec talked about when he was on the oh, show yeah where uh-huh. you're, you're at like band practice and you have to play like a little mini rhythm game so that was really cool um and then just the dialogues cracking me up and that's and the artwork is just jaw dropping um, yeah they they really just did a fantastic job so um yeah and then last but not least last thing i played this was last night i started resident evil 7 Oh, and, oh gosh, especially like the opening hour of that game is so terrifying. <laughs> it's like, That's, it's amazing to me that you're having such a hard time with it. And I played the whole thing in VR, sir. Like, <laughs> well, I'm okay. So I have a, my buddy, Justin, he's got uh, the PSVR. So we're going to probably get together here pretty soon and VR some Resident Evil and, yes. uh, and, be, cool. and be very, very scared. Maybe. Um, yeah. And, maybe and a uh, little bit, a little bit woozy probably. Um, <laughs> and so, but yeah, yeah let I'm, me know I'm if you experience it. motion sickness, by the way, because like I didn't feel any, but apparently okay. that's a thing. So Yeah yeah okay but yeah i mean there's when dad's roaming around man it's so nerve-wracking oh in that hallway and then at yeah. one point he knocks down the wall or whatever Have you gotten no spoilers that? so basically where i've where i've gotten to is i i've just um had the big garage in the garage fight oh yeah yeah so i think you've already experienced what and I've... then i'm a little bit past that now i'm trying to and, and it's, it's cool because it's starting to feel very resident evil-y right now mm-hmm. where um you have like i'm looking for little statues and things to solve puzzles and open doors and yeah, stuff I'm like yeah. yes yes i love it it's the right DNA after that garage is still fight. there yeah right after that garage fight is when it started feeling like resident evil to me too and yeah. uh I, it's amazing how much of the game that doesn't really look like Resident Evil at first glance can mm-hmm. still feel like a Resident Evil game. It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's fantastic. So, yeah. um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the show. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, man, that game, I, I was just like, when I stopped playing, it was about midnight and I was like, I'm, there's no way I can go to sleep now. It's like, <laughs> like you're, I was just like on 11, you know? Yeah. So, oh yeah. So like adrenaline still pumping. I was like, I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's, that's about it for me. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do, you guys want to talk about a little bit of uh, news? Yes. But first something very important has to happen. Mm. I want to talk about the news. <laughs> <laughs> very important that it's said yes, that way it was it is very important mm-hmm. so we got uh quite a few news stories i'm just gonna touch on a few um kind of keep things taught this episode because the last one was a beast of an oh episode. man yeah <laughs> so um this one comes by way of and you actually touched on this one already but ultima kills ty- uh sent in the story that genji is becoming playable in heroes of the storm yes so that is pretty sweet um and then the uh the killer sack submitted that uh, yeah. Star Wars battlefront 2 has finally been officially announced this came in right after our last episode because at the time we recorded it it had yeah. not come out so thank you for sending those in um Next on here is uh, One Track Punk. 
He submitted uh, that. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is going to launch September 19th. Man, pretty jazzed about this one. All right, yeah. Mike, is this one tickling your fancy? It, it is, uh, although there's there's some rumors at this point mm. uh, that are mm. somewhat substantial. We'll have to see that they may have oversimplified some inputs, which would make it probably less fun to play for oh. people playing fighting games for a long time. Like, instead of your, your typical... I'm going to get really fighting game nerdy right now, but instead of your, your typical, like, <laughs> dragon punch motion of doing forward, down, down, forward, what if you just yeah. tap down, down, and then hit a button? And I'm like, oh, I don't really love that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So, so um, we'll see We'll see what happens. Hopefully, they have an option in there for simple controls and, and then regular controls. But I'm, yeah. still, I'm still pretty jazzed. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, my 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 boy Elliot is completely hundred percent in because every time we go to this pizza place near our house, he plays Marvel Marvel vs. Capcom two, and uh, yeah, he just can't get enough. <laughs> and so I showed him the trailer today, and his it's the, his birthday is the next day, so he's like, oh, "This oh, is it. Yeah. It's, it's meant to be, Dad." And I was like, "Yes, it is. <laughs> That's awesome." Yeah, um, I did want to hop back into the Star Wars Battlefront 2 news oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. a little bit. There's going to be a single player mode and it's being written by um, Walt Williams, who is the writer for Spec Ops The Line, which is one of Mike's favorite games of all time. Yes. It's very true. Yeah. So, so yeah. That, that put that game on your radar, right, Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like it, it was already nice. They were adding a campaign and I was like, OK, well, so maybe I'll look at this. But like, yeah, as soon as they're like. Oh, and the, the dude who wrote Spec Ops and Lines on it. And I was like, okay, no, zero, <laughs> zero to a hundred in, in one tweet. So yeah. And then we get to tweet. play multiplayer with you now. That's, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably, I, I'm going to buy it blindly because I love Star Wars so, so much. Yeah. Right. And I'll probably never play the multiplayer. So just, oh no, no we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you in. <laughs> Temporary we'll expectations you. for that. <laughs> anyway i just wanted but, yeah, to throw it in that's, that's you know no, that's pretty do. awesome too because if you think like if you're playing uh an empire uh special forces type soldier right and it's being written by spec ops the line writer like I, instantly me and mike were talking about this like instantly I'm, I'm starting to think like okay maybe you're you think you're on the right side at the beginning and you're definitely just complex disillusionment and all this kind of oh, stuff, all these themes that i'm like so excited now it couldn't, <laughs> yeah. so it couldn't cool. be a more perfect matchup yeah so. it's brilliant and also yeah. uh mitch dyer uh formerly of ign is, yeah is writing and, it and oh, I know yeah, he's, right. he was a writer i think he he published a few works in his mm. time classic uh, beyond, works beyond just writing for ign i think he wrote um oh gosh uh, I don't want to misconstrue it because I never actually read his stuff, but I know he wrote. <laughs> so <and> it's exciting <laughs> to see. He wrote big, big fan, yeah. not, not well, read actually, <laughs> actually very recent on Twitter. What what, uh, what we're seeing on Twitter is, uh, or at least that's where I see it because that's where I get most of my news blurbs from at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks that have gotten their start at IGN like moving into the games industry, which is really really cool. Yeah. Um, so like we yeah, have Mitch Dyer is, is working as a writer on on new Star Wars Battlefront, and I think um, uh, Jared Petty is working i think in their um uh social network department um i'm not sure exactly what he's doing but mm-hmm. I, I saw he changed his company at ea star wars battlefront too i'm like holy smokes like and there's there are more cool. too like from the old days like i think isn't chris roper at psionics or something like that i think you're right yeah there's a few or maybe it's not chris roper but it's one of those old old guard kind of ign guys yeah but for yeah sure. so it's kind of crazy a lot of a lot of them end up transitioning in yeah um that's really so, interesting. Pretty cool. Uh, this one cracked me up. So, um, parents take away teenage son's internet, and he becomes a pro Lucio player for Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is pretty he's, amazing. Uh, he's 17. 
Okay. Uh, what's his name? I, I need to look up his name. Um, he's 17 and he he actually dropped out of high school to join this yeah. pro team. Yeah, uh, he and said bef- he's, he's doing like uh, online studies or something to finish up high school. Right. Yeah, he's going to get okay. his GED or something. But his name is Stefano uh, Dissolvo. That's his name. Uh, yeah. The team he's on is called the Immortals. So what happened was he was spending a lot of time playing video games and he was like, you know, talking more and more about becoming a competitive player, like for a living. And his parents mm-hmm. are, of course, like, you know, right. like most parents. You can't. That's not a job. You can't do a that real for job. a living. Don't go waste to your college. Life, yeah. You know? Get to college. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's like, no, seriously, this is something I want to pursue. And so they like, you know, things got tense between them and the, their parents took the like they would ground him from the Internet for a while. Yeah. And he talked about how when he couldn't play on the Internet, he would like take pictures of the maps and like look at them on his phone, like while he was going to school or whatever. And uh, like just plan out strategies basically on the maps without being able to play. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. like he was able to like think about the game in a different way than you would in the moment. And he says that that's actually like a benefit to like, like he's a shot caller now on, on their pro overwatch team. And, um, like he says, is that, is that like one step beyond baller? Yes. Or no, it's like, no, there was one. The first step is a bit taller, right? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. No. Bit taller. Uh, baller. This is, yeah, some, you're, this you're is on a the rap right song. <laughs> this is a rap song. Oh, it is. David Richard, is it? I, which one I is don't know. David? I just um, know how it goes. I wish I was a little bit taller. I, wish I think it's I was Kenny G. I think it's, it's Kenny G. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, man, those six sax solos in that song. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? I totally lost track. But yeah, so moral of the story is don't listen to your parents. Just play video games. Who needs school? School well, so- is for fools. Right at the right at the end of his time being grounded from the internet or whatever it was, uh, he got per- approached by the team of the Immortals, and like his parents were like, "Whoa, wait, this actually is a thing!" And like he's get, he's yeah. earning money in competitions; they're winning competitions, and like now his parents have kind of come around and they're like, "Oh, it's earning you money now." Oh, it's you a know real this thing. is, we, you know, <laughs> like so they, they've kind of like come around, and it's I don't know, it's just it's just funny, like. Kids don't bank on this because not everyone can be a pro Overwatch player. Yeah, yeah. But, but you'll is... never become one unless you try. Yeah. So, uh, so there yeah. you go. And parents, Fall, don't stifle your, your kids. Don't stifle your kids' dreams. Anyway, follow your dreams, you but yeah, also follow. go to college. Yeah. <laughs> follow your dreams, but have a backup plan. <laughs> so, uh, Call of Duty World War Two gameplay revealed in a slick. I thought it said sick. <laughs> In a slick new trailer, I was like, bro, (laughs) David, you became, did you turn your hat backwards? Did you iron the bill flat? Yeah, man, I'm sitting in this chair backwards, too. (laughs) Sick new trailer, bro. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that trailer was pretty, pretty amazing. Like, uh, it was definitely enough to get me interested uh, in playing that campaign. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm interested, but I'm also like not because I'm like. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, <laughs> shame on me. Fool me thrice. Like I've I've played so many I played so many Call of Duty games, and before I realized yeah. I was sick of Call of Duty games, you know. Well, maybe maybe we'll do a topic on it one day. David. Yeah, maybe maybe. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> so, um, next story: uh, Nintendo had their earnings, their financials, uh, financial Finance. disclosures, financials, yeah, financials. 
for for finance <laughs> and basically they have uh disclosed that they sold 2.74 million switch consoles that's a lot um which is really great since no one can find one and <laughs> um and then also what was it like uh over three million copies of breath of the wild uh yeah i don't i believe i, don't. I believe that's what it is so it, but and it's funny because last time we were talking about yeah this number couldn't be right they actually sold like twenty thousand more copies of the switch version of breath of the wild than they did nintendo switches mm-hmm. that is accurate mm-hmm. they actually have sold yeah, that's crazy more co- so it's it's more than a hundred percent attach rate <laughs> this is just so ridiculous yeah, <clears throat> there's speculation that some switch fans some crazy switch fans bought the like special edition that came with all those goods and didn't uh-huh. open it and then yeah. bought a regular edition to, to actually play i'm sure it has happened but maybe and that's maybe enough people did it to where it, it makes it over 100 percent. yeah but, I, don't I mean I, I, don't, I can't imagine but i mean i don't know of any switch owners that don't have zelda though so i mean it, it makes anecdotally it, it kind of checks out they also <laughs> so. sold a lot of one two switch i can't find the number mm-hmm. but they they've sold over a million copies of one two switch somehow and wow. that is like mind-boggling to me <laughs> <laughs> so i will not um, buy that game and then i guess they're projecting that they're going to sell another 10 million uh throughout you know the rest of this year so that would be incredible if they if, sold I mean, another that's, 10 million. That's kind of what they projected. And if they pull it off, they will have sold as much as the lifetime of the Wii U in one year. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah. pretty crazy. Third-party um, developers, are you listening? Are you looking yeah, at these numbers? I mean, <laughs> so I and I assume I assume that, you know, your EAs and your uh Ubisofts my and, and my your Ubisofts? You know, yeah. Your, what your about 2Ks, my Activisions? your eas you know i bet i bet these folks are paying attention you know so it's uh it's pretty cool i don't know if it will translate to i mean i i very much doubt that it'll translate into like oh we get battlefield on the switch yeah you you probably can't port you probably can't port games at least well maybe you can i don't know like a lot of these engines are very flexible nowadays like maybe you can like love it yeah know. i would just love it if ubisoft starts putting like UbiArt games on there you know yeah we get like child of light 2 or the next rayman game or whatever you know yeah i that was thinking be... uh i was thinking earlier that i would love to play night in the woods on switch because then i could just oh, play totally. it anywhere i am you know that seems like a game that would and like all those uh double fine uh slash lucas arts games that they're remastering mm-hmm. like uh like um full throttle just came out and yeah. i would love to play that on my switch so yeah Hopefully. Or like your Telltale games, you know? Yeah, we're, we're, come fantastic. on, Telltale. <laughs> Dylan, come on. Come on, Dylan, Dylan come through. Booby. <laughs> Booby? Is he Booby now? Booby. Yeah, he's Booby now. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, May PlayStation Plus free games have been announced. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty sweet I saw sweet a lot of haul. excitement. Yeah, it's a pretty these. sweet haul. So, uh, we have Tales from the Borderlands, which is arguably um, Telltale's best there it is there. i mean yeah i mean i would say at least in the recent the recent telltale games you know most it's people very, would probably good. still point back to the first walking dead game but um and then also abzu so yeah. that is a super cool that's uh if you're not familiar that is that undersea diver one from the art director of journey uh, his new game right. company um supposed to be gorgeous i almost bought it the other day and 
Because <laughs> we have a running joke on this show that every yeah. time I buy a game that has been out for a while, it be, it's free on PlayStation Plus the next month. So I, I, I may have escaped the curse. I don't yeah. know. You, so, so what you did is your gut was telling you to buy it. And then you were like, wait, if my gut's telling me to buy it, that means it's going to be free next month. And so <laughs> you waited. Free. And you, I should yeah. start like Nostradamus style calling the next month's PlayStation <laughs> Plus game. Like, listen, I bought this, so it's going to be free. Or I almost bought it. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> but so um, on PlayStation 3, so those are both PS4 games. PlayStation, PlayStation 3 gets Blood Knights, which I don't, I'm not familiar with. And then no Ports, Port Royale 3, Pirates and Merchants. Okay. Um, and then the Vita is getting Laser Disco Defenders. It sounds like a very great name for a game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then and Typewriter. Typewriter. Um, <laughs> type. Is that a writer. game where you like sit down and you learn proper typing f- techniques? <laughs> <laughs> it's edutainment david yeah like mario teaches typing can we get another mario teaches typing game that'd be really fun i don't know that's a real weird aside fun is not I, the word i would use but i enjoy typing of the what was it typing of the dead that game was awesome yes anyway. indeed and then uh a few it, days it back really we we got the uh xbox games with gold announcement so um xbox one is getting gianna sisters twisted dreams director's cut which no. I'm not familiar with this <laughs> no one. Looks, yeah, looks no very colorful. Looks very like there's some very twisted sisters uh, on here. And then uh, Laura <laughs> Croft, <laughs> Temple of Osiris. Oh, that looks um, like a fun time. Yeah, is coming m- mid-May. That's a great game. Um, I like those isometric Laura Croft games. They're really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And then um, Xbox 360 is getting Star Wars uh, The Force Unleashed Part 2 and star wars the complete saga so i think they're going along with uh, may the fourth be with you um, oh they definitely you know, are a star warsy kind of theme so that's pretty cool and the, of course the xbox 360 games will work on your xbox yeah. one i'm actually so that, considering re-upping my uh, xbox live uh account get uh, in on these free games to yeah. get because especially i i played uh star wars the force unleashed one and mm-hmm. i really liked it and yeah. i never played the second one so i might just get it for that and the Laura Croft game. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm excited. And about those. Uh, the last news item here I have is uh, today. It was very strange, but today <laughs> yes, uh, Nintendo has announced the new 2DS XL, which is coming out July 28th for 150. Yeah, um, pretty can, crazy. Can we, read, so, can we read the headline I wrote though? Nintendo announces the new 2DS XL, a console nobody asked for. NES Classic still discontinued. David still bitter. <laughs> yeah, I should have read it out. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is the console nobody asked for. I mean, the 2DS must be selling pretty well, just being a cheap version of the 3DS, you know? Yeah, um, and this is way nicer than the original 2DS for sure. Yeah, uh, the, the original 2DS was just like a flat piece of, piece of plastic that you couldn't like bend or anything. And this yeah. basically looks like a 3DS. It's thinner, though. Uh, it doesn't have the 3D capabilities. That's the only thing it's missing. Like you, so you just can't view games in 3D. But everything mm-hmm. else is the same as the new 3DS that came out a couple years ago. But it's thinner. It's got the the second analog nub thing. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, overall, it's it looks like a quality piece of hardware. It looks nice and everything. But just get a switch. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing. Like the switch is out. 
you would think they would be kind of taking the foot off the accelerator with the 3ds yeah and, uh, but not so much there they just launched a brand new I, yeah it's version weird of to it. launch new hardware of an old device i guess it's not that weird but it's kind of weird yeah, it's because weird. they they just announced they just released the switch and now they're releasing another basically 3ds type console so yeah it's weird anyway nintendo <laughs> you're weird <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to uh do the tweets i was born ready to do the tweets i think i made that joke before yeah (laughs) sorry sorry there were jokes there were no tweets in 1981 i wasn't born in 1981 touche i was born in 1980 (laughs) touche and there were tweets in that year and there were tweets they went away (laughs) for the next like you know 30 years or whatever and then they came back yeah (laughs) exactly so, All right. We got Please don't few. judge me because of the year I was born in. Thank you. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think what we'll do is we'll go through the Twitter questions that were submitted, and then we'll do community question afterwards because I think community question kind of fits really well with uh, with tonight's topic. Yes. yes. So let's do that. Is that is that still a surprise? The topic have we have we announced who's who's yeah, the topic? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 right, okay. right at the, the beginning. top of the show. I, I, yeah. for, I've Remember, forgotten everything that, that happened like 15, at the top. Of the 20 show. minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Sorry, my short-term memory. You know. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna toss one off the dome because I could have sworn that somewhere in our feed somebody had submitted a question to us, and I cannot for the life of me find it. I Tom? could have invented it. Are you so saying about you Tom? Submitted this, what? What? Good old Tom Titus Hughes. Well, maybe that was it. I couldn't find it. It was the the, yeah. the Call of Duty question, right? Um. No, it was about. Oh, was it? it was about. Uh. Gosh. <laughs> I I okay. propose let me, the Call of let me Duty go to question. question. I've got a phone here. I can I can multitask. So oh, it was about Battleborn. Oh, it was. Okay, yeah, it yeah. Was the so question let me, about Battleborn. Let me pull that question back up now that I know who who submitted it. Good good on you, Adam, for the memory. Yes. So it came, back. came back. To I will look that up. Too wrong. Um in the meantime. Cheers. In the meantime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Judge Greg sent us over uh, you know, we had a, we had a news item uh i think last episode where we had talked about the um the snes classic being like the next thing like nintendo's gonna do right right uh, yeah i just so, like to point out that i called that before. you definitely did call it yeah before, <laughs> like, before. the euro gamer thing came out or before yeah. any of that stuff and so. i thought like no way there's no way i was wrong on this one wait David, did you David really think it. no way i didn't think this soon i, I thought for sure oh. like maybe maybe like net well, well, i didn't think I didn't even think next holiday. I really thought Nintendo would just be focusing all efforts on, on Switch. the Switch. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, but, but then you know, they, they now they're releasing the new <laughs> 2DS, so who knows what the heck Nintendo's going to do? They're very unpredictable. I wonder if this one's also going to be like a limited edition. Oh, type oh, I'm thing. sure it will be. Yeah, I mean, know, and and then it's back in the Disney Vault, <laughs> the Nintendo Vault, back very, in the Nintendo possible. Vault. Yeah, 
Uh, but uh, but Judge Greg asked us what games we thought would be uh, or should be included on the SNES Classic. Oh well, man, this one is so easy peasy for certainly me. Certainly anyway. not Chrono Trigger, right, Mike? Oh my gosh, well, I will strangle you. <laughs> it should be on there. It should be on there, but it probably won't be on there because that game fetches such a pretty penny on its own that I can't imagine that Square would give it Ooh. up for free. Quote that's, unquote. That's a fair point. Like I think it yeah, should I mean, be on there, but I think you're it right. Should. It probably won't be on there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Super Mario World. Yeah, Super Mario World, uh, Yoshi's Island will be on there for sure. Super Metroid will be on there for sure. Link to the Past. Um, Yeah, Link to the Past will definitely be there. Um, I I think Super Mario RPG will be on there. Yeah, totally. Mario Kart. Um, Mario Kart. Yes, Super Mario Kart has to be on there. And F Zero. I would assume F Zero. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh, man, we're already filling this thing up though. (laughs) (laughs) We we only have (laughs) thirty. You can only do (laughs) thirty. Uh, Street Fighter 2, right? I mean, Donkey uh, Kong Country. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, how, how many third-party games were on the NES Classic? I don't even know. Well, there was, there was a decent amount, there I think. There was a decent amount? I mean, they, they did some, some clever licensing. Now, I assume these games would probably be more expensive to license than some of those. Yeah. Just because they're newer, and they probably still sell pre- pretty well. Um, like Chrono Trigger you know, would. On other platforms, and mm-hmm. so... Uh, let's see. Uh, I was thinking probably some of those turtle games, right? Turtles in Time. Oh man, the arcade game. Oh, oh no, yeah, the arcade game never came out. Uh, that was an NES game. Uh, so yeah, it would probably be uh, Turtles in Time, which was so fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so let's see, Contra Three. That I could be on there. That maybe? one. Um, Castlevania or Super Castlevania? Yeah, Super definitely. Castlevania there has really to be good. Castlevania. Um, yeah. I was trying to think of like a lesser known. Well, I think Super Mario RPG was my lesser known one, but yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy VI should be on there. That yeah, I mean, that's but another one that should but might not. I don't know. Definitely hmm. not. Be on there. Uh, Mario Paint. No, because yeah. it, it would have to have a mouse peripheral. Then just put USB on there. Be fine. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's that's like. If they did it, I'd be very impressed because that would be really cool. Do you remember the Mario cool. Paint music editor and like how freaking cool oh, yeah. it was when I was there? Oh, yeah. That was great. Like, I, I would mess around with that thing for days. Yep. Like, I I try... So, this is way... Now we're doing a way throwback here, but I would mess around <laughs> with Super Mario, uh, uh, Mario Paint, um, and I would try to find a way to record songs, because uh, you can only do like short sections of songs at a time so i would try to record it on my vhs recorder and then pause it when i got to the end of that part of the song and then i would make another part of the song and then start recording again and try oh to make gosh. it sound like a seamless song and i it never worked but i tried never it a lot <laughs> did, did, and now did any of your your masterworks uh from mario paint you know survive to this day are they no, still around they're all None gone of mine did no they're uh. all gone but I carried on the tradition of making stupid songs for sure. If if I don't know if you guys know, I have a SoundCloud with my absolutely yes. stupid songs on there. I think oh, it's soundcloud.com slash David J. Tate. You can just best. listen to my madness if you want, but there you go. You don't have what, to. It's ridiculous. What if the SNS classic it comes out, but it's just full of like all the Mario like edutainment games? Like Mario's missing. <laughs> Mario's <game>. missing. <laughs> <laughs> like oh the, my gosh. just really awful ones that are not oh, fun to man. play on. That oh, would that, be that awful. would be very be unfortunate. <laughs> just get all excited. You rip open your SNES classic. You turn up and there's just no. <laughs> what if I mean? What if there were like Sonic games on the SNES classic? That would be <laughs> that really would be weird. So I mean, sacrilegious. 
to get back to it though, I think we definitely need Earthworm Jim on there. Oh, oh yeah, that would be cool. That's a good one. And you definitely need the Super Star Wars and those oh, games. Oh my gosh, Yay. yes. So, oh, would it have to? Would it have all three Star Wars games? I, I would say so. But that's like I mean, three of sky. thirty games though. And then I I have two more that they they must be on there. Okay, okay. Super Bomberman. Oh, that's good. All right, and and Lost Vikings. Oh yeah, Lost Vikings. I love. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a Blizzard game, which not a lot of people know about. Um, but yeah, Lost Vikings would be good. Um, someone posted. I don't remember where I saw this, but someone said they should try to get NBA Jam and multi-tap oh, totally. support so you could have four players oh that yeah. game was so fun i hate sports games but nba jam was amazing also yeah, NBA, junior right. baseball was really good too i don't know if yeah. you guys ever played that one i enjoyed that one a lot i mean i know a lot of people love that secret of mana they probably oh, like that secret of mana has to be on there. that's a really good really good game. yep yeah that one would basically have to be on there i think <laughs> a lot of square games on this list well, yeah, yeah, that was like the the era of Square and Nintendo just being a match made. It was their heaven. heyday, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, one one other one that we forgot to mention that we would be, I think we would be remiss. And oh gosh, okay. do I hate it when we are remiss? I don't like. I mean, I hate to be miss, but what I hate more than being miss <laughs> is remiss. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, uh, Star Fox. We oh forgot, my gosh, we forgot Star yeah. Fox. We forgot uh, Mega Man X also. Which, yeah. I know, I know yeah, a lot of people right. love that Mega Man. It's a very good Mega Man game. Yeah. That's all right. Mm. I like I like <laughs> two. No, I like three better. Mega Man 3 was mine. That, that was, was my Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> Mega Man 3 is very good. It is yes. a solid Mega Man pick. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, cool. I, think I mean, as long as you have all of those games, Nintendo, then everyone <laughs> will, every one of those. Tons of people will buy it. Just make as many, you know, SNES classics as uh, as people who want them, you know? Yeah. And, and like, just like you did with the NES classic, right? Made plenty of them. Everyone could find one. Everyone could get one if they wanted one. <laughs> it brings the casual gamers back into the mix, you know? That Maybe is not the case with the NES classic. Lapsed gamers, you know? And they're like, oh, I'm just buying uh, some deodorant and some shampoo. And th- what do I see here at, at Walmart? Also on my way to the register, but an <laughs> NES classic. Well, here's, here's a 10 of them. That is Minus- not what... That's not what happened. Might as well buy one while I'm here. Impulse buy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it <laughs> would be an impulse buy, too, because uh, anyway. It was only uh, 60 bucks, right? My biggest request for the SNES Classic, beyond having any of these games out of the box, mm. just put a Wi-Fi chip in there and an eShop, and you will sell so many games. Never <laughs> yeah. like, it will never happen, but it should happen. It should happen. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. that, well, we got through one question. Rant. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Hey, by the uh, way, you guys are in for a doozy of an episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Adam said something beginning of the show about keeping it, you know, nice keeping and short. Keeping it short, nice and yeah. short. It yeah. never happens. No, 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 Never. John Leola uh, messaged us and said, uh, what's one goal you would like to complete this year? Now, he didn't actually specify this to gaming. I'm going to assume that's what he meant. Yeah. But take it how you will. Uh, my goal is to have an SBF VGS episode that is an hour long. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck. That'll never yeah, happen. That's not, that's not a real one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My goal, I think... I have, I've, I've already kind of talked about this. It was like in one of my New Year's resolutions was to finish streaming the Mass Effect games. 
Um, it's not looking good at this point. It's April 28th, and I'm still only halfway through two. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I still have three and Andromeda to stream now, apparently. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. Was, They're going to be making them faster than you can complete yeah. and stream them. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I might stop doing the webcam for a little while because like setting it up is like a whole process and takes like a lot of extra time setting oh, okay. up like my backdrop and everything. So yeah. we might do webcamless streams for a little yeah. while. Just just there to see. Go. Just to see how it works. But you're, you're anyway, breaking everyone's that, heart though. Everyone wants to see that handsome face of yours, David. I I'll post more selfies or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a solid plan. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, what do you Guys, got for me? Anyone else? Uh, what was the question? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what's uh, Are we, what's really? One... You don't know the question? <laughs> no, I, I've got it. So one, one goal I'd like to complete this year. Um, non-gaming, I want to get fit as a fiddle. Mm, okay. Ripped out of my mind. Too. Ripped out of my mind like shirtless Ryu. Well, you both are well on your way. I'm very proud of you both. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily need to get ripped. I no, just I want don't to either. be no, not... No, you do. I want to be skinnier. Yeah. Have you thought of, have you, okay, so skinny is like a good way to start. Have you thought about getting diesel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought about it. I don't really have that kind of time. <laughs> Do you think you like maybe just ripped out of your mind? Yeah, like <laughs> David Hot Ryu Tate. Trying to, you're trying so, to play Overwatch. Like, oh, sorry, guys. I ripped my controller in half again. <laughs> so I actually have a reason why I, I never want to get... I couldn't get... see the screen because my pecs got in the way. <laughs> I accidentally flexed that I couldn't see because <laughs> no, so uh, I actually yeah. have a reason why I don't want to get ripped out of my mind, and it's very strange, and no one will understand no, it. But I'm David, this share is it. my turn. It's my turn to answer. Wait, you had I just your want time. To share why you time. I don't want to get ripped? It's because I don't like being super vascular. I don't like people being able to see every vein that I have, and no. for some reason, ripped people you can always see all of their veins, and I don't. Yeah, because like there's no room. There's no room for those veins yeah. inside. They got to be up on the skin. Yeah, I don't like it. Anyway, all go those ahead, muscles. <laughs> yeah. So, one goal I'd like to complete this year. I would like to stand by an old New Year's resolution and not ask for and not buy games until I'm like caught up. Or... Oh boy. Good luck with that. Well, one. that's not going to happen. Mr. Well, I bought a switch and I still am trying to beat horizon, but I'm also playing <laughs> Zelda. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, I don't want to. Okay. So I guess the idea is I'm not going to, keep asking for tons and tons of games like i'm still oh. gonna grab those i'm still gonna grab those tent pole games right yeah um, for sure you know when around what's coming out this fall what's the big what's the big hotness everyone's gonna be talking about it i have no idea oh gosh battle battlefront 2 right everyone's gonna be uh, talking yeah, battlefront okay, 2 sure. yeah or, that'll be one um or, or mario right we're gonna get mario for this oh one. that's true mario oh, galaxy yeah, yeah well you I well, don't Mario care what Odyssey. you care about. <laughs> yeah, Modest Mario Odyssey. So I mean, there's a couple of couple of the big games, right? That, that my hands are tied. I gotta get them. Yeah, but, you have no choice. But getting every last other, you know, big game that comes out and sitting on it for a year, <laughs> like that's what I want to get away from. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's mine. Okay. Cool. It's a good one. It's a it's a yeah, noble yeah. goal, I would say. I like it. Yeah. So you both are getting fit. I think I'd like to go the opposite direction and get like <laughs> hyper obese. <laughs> Is because that what it's called when you're really obese? Hyper obese? Yeah, there's hyper yeah. obesity. And I think it sounds like a Nintendo. It sounds like a Super Nintendo game. 
what would you qualify obese. for, uh, for hyper obesity? obesity. I, I think legally they have to make me work from home, which is pretty great. <laughs> so is that are we talking like 400 pounds plus? I, I don't know. I haven't looked up uh, the law or anything. I thought I'd just eat my way there. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure just somebody will tell me when it's been too much and I need to go home. <laughs> OK. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's my only goal. Um, good luck. Good luck with that. I feel like it'll be a fun <laughs> journey there. Luck? <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be fun getting there, but then like you'll stop being able to take your daughter to the park and no, it's fine. Like wife, <laughs> I mean, I will buy a very special wheelbarrow and they can just <laughs> take me oh, around gosh. where I need to go. Oh. Oh man, so, this is a horrible idea. Yeah, not not the best. Plan. I feel like you guys are being really judgy right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I found that question from Tom Titus Hughes, which is super cool. Oh, good. Oh, uh, and it's actually excellent. two questions. Well, no, no. I mean, I didn't expect you guys to tell me your life story during each question, but <laughs> here we are. Here's the thing about refried beans, Mike. And let oh. me. Uh, I have a two. <laughs> just go. Just go, <laughs> guys. Guys, hang on, really quick. Super Mario Kart 8 just dropped on the Switch, and I'm buying it right now. Oh, excellent. Anyway, (laughs) uh, Tom Titus Hughes uh, asks, and I think this is a really phenomenal question, so I'm really glad uh, you were able to recall uh, this one, Adam. Uh, Yeah, yes. He said, question for the show, what made Battleborn underwhelm uh, versus Overwatch? I've put over 200 hours into it, and it's sad that uh, it's underperformed and people haven't given it a try. Uh, it's unique to Overwatch in many ways, and I love it insanely. Um, which I, I think is 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 pretty cool. I mean, you know, uh, we had uh, you know our buddy Joe from from Gearbox on uh, not too long ago, mm-hmm. and uh, Battleborn, yeah, was just about coming out at that point. And I don't really have a great <laughs> explanation for this. I mean, Battleborn appears to be like a unique and 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 good game. Yeah, the people um, who think, uh, got into it are like hardcore into it. They love it. Yeah, I I think it's very difficult to compete with a company like Blizzard that has their own con. That's I true. Mean, if you if you have your own con, you can you, really <laughs> you can really dictate <laughs> there, what's going to be shown a, there. There is insane marketing dollars behind Overwatch, and and it yeah, and, and Overwatch being a very good game as well. I mean it it really kind of just steamrolled and anything that was even remotely like it. Even though I know Battleborn is not yeah. really the same thing as Overwatch, I think it was close enough that it got steamrolled a little it, bit by the by the Overwatch hype. I mean, and, and, and I say that just, just first-person shooters. That's like the only similarity, yeah. really. Um, and and when I say steamrolled, I mean just purely in in the vein of like me and and the people that I know. I mean, I haven't looked at numbers to see how well Battleborn performed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I would say the reason that first of all, Battleborn and Overwatch would never have even been compared if they didn't come out at a similar time to each other. I think you're right. Um, I, I think the art style maybe is a tiny bit similar, but otherwise, there's almost nothing in common between the two. Or maybe the character based, you know, classes sort of uh, they're sort of similar, but like one is basically a first person MOBA. And the other one is basically Team Fortress. Like they're they're that's, yeah. those are yeah. not the same kind of game at all. No. Um, yeah. So I think the only th- reason Battleborn got even compared to Overwatch was was this this 
unfortunate timing, the release timing. Yeah, they came um, out really close. They both had this cast of colorful, unique kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the personalities of those characters were very much selling you. Um, and I, you know, Mike and I were talking about it earlier, the, the whole cinematics thing, right? Like Blizzard was able to put out these incredible Pixar oh, quality cinematics uh-huh. to really get you hyped for Overwatch. And that, that's what sold me. I was like, oh my gosh, what is Overwatch? And now I'm curious. Now I'm in, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's a do? bummer. I, I do play, I would love to get into Battleborn at some point and just give it a fair shot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm really bad at doing that. <laughs> really bad at giving games a fair shot that deserve it, like like Horizon, for example. Uh, uh. So, <laughs> um, hopefully, I'll I'll maybe that'll be another thing, another goal I'd like to yeah, complete this year. It. How's that? Yeah. Well, David, I think you should wait. Wait on playing Mass Effect, right? Okay. Wait till they patch it. Make sure and make it well, all wonderful. It a lot already. Make sure that those animations are just buttery smooth and wonderful uh-huh and, and play horizon in the meantime uh get yourself some robot dinosaurs <laughs> we'll see see about that can't make any problems <laughs> so it is um friend of the show miss maya mm-hmm. sent us uh what i feel is a very relevant question um and, and i guess i i didn't clarify on this maybe i should have uh, Adam was very sneaky and and asked folks to submit questions to us for this episode that they've submitted to other podcasts already. Um, I guess <laughs> so we c- it was all it was all a ruse. It, yeah, I mean, it was hmm. a ruse. What do you mean? I I, I submit. I basically tweeted out what's the greatest and best uh, vi- uh, podcast you've ever submitted to a gaming podcast. Oh. <laughs> A question, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. a question that you've ever submitted to a, a gaming podcast yeah and so it was just a, it was a ruse to get everyone to submit really like, great questions <laughs> yes and we did get some some great ones uh, yeah, that did. said uh miss maya's question was it's the apocalypse and you uh you now have the abilities of the main protagonist in the last game you played how screwed are you and i would say i'm sitting very pretty having just finished horizon <laughs> which is post-apocalyptic so like i got yeah. my I've got my hunting and foraging down. Uh, yeah. I'm super like awesome with with bows and spears and take and, down and and parkour in parkour. Oh, so much parkour! <laughs> parkour. And I have that cool like slow motion thing that happens like every time I jump around. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. That's that's uh, a really the last good game I played is Shovel Knight. Um, so uh, <laughs> I can like dig some mean holes in the ground. Um, you can wield can, that shovel. Yeah, I can wield that shovel. I could probably, if it's like a zombie apocalypse, I can probably take out a bunch of zombies. Melee weapons are probably preferred in a zombie apocalypse because you yeah. never run out of ammo. So yeah, yeah, and and you've yeah. also got that like Scrooge McDuck style pogo jump. Yes, so I can like, just hop yeah. over the heads of all the zombies yeah, if I need it's to. Perfect. It's uh, so the perfect. only thing I'm not sure if I'll be able to like f- f- eat or feed myself because. <laughs> <laughs> I, I he just relied on food that he found lying around you know and i feel like oh. after the first half a week or so of the apocalypse that will just not be the case anymore all the turkeys food on the- yeah those turkeys are not gonna they're not gonna yeah. hold up yeah. <laughs> all those freshly oven baked turkeys are not gonna be laying around anymore. yeah so <laughs> i would have to figure out the whole food situation so i'd be good for like a little while and then i would probably starve I think. Yeah, I I feel like Resident Evil Seven being the last game I played. <laughs> I feel like I am sitting pretty because listen, I can take some medicine 
I can have a severed hand and I can pour some medicine on there and it is back. It is stitched back on. Like, this is the ultimate superpower. I don't know. That's like, they buried the lead on this Resident Evil 7. It's a superhero game. Well, you're not not super part of the game yet, so I don't want to spoil anything, but it's not all, it's not all like, you know, new arms and and head falls off, head fall off. Pour some, pour some juice on there. You're fine. <laughs> some first aid juice. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Community question. Community question. Good. So, uh, yeah, like I said, relevant to the topic, we posted out what was your favorite video game score or, or soundtrack. And mm-hmm. here's here's the thing, people. I love you. I do. Mm. But. If I ask for your favorite and you send me 15 answers, John, looking at John, I don't think you know what favorite means. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. You can only get favorite. I I wouldn't want to choose either, but I I made you do that and you broke the rules. (laughs) I made you. (laughs) Yeah, John, start really quick. John Rubina, Donkey Kong Country. Out of all the games, Donkey Kong Country. Mm hmm. Why? Have you listened to that soundtrack? It's amazing. See? It's good. No, Changed no, my you. life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, could, I could explain, but we're already going super long on this Twitter. Yeah. Long, so. <laughs> the correct answer was uh, Transistor by Darren Corp. I've Ooh, never played that game. That's an amazing one. Yeah, it is. I think my favorite is still the Machinarium uh soundtrack wow. that yeah, score i love like it that. with all of my heart um <laughs> jacob dvorsky all right. Dvorak. all right dvorak i don't know i can't I don't know correct my you i yeah. don't know i don't know his name <laughs> <laughs> i still have that soundtrack i'll believe somewhere. whatever you say adam <laughs> i love it it's uh, it's bob hoskins who wrote it <laughs> oh wow i loved him in roger rabbit <laughs> Uh, Miss Maya answered that question with Skyrim. Oh, that's a good one. I know a lot of people love it. Yeah. Uh, buddy John Urbania is, is one of our rule, blur- uh, rule breakers who sent in Persona 4, <laughs> Final Fantasy 10, Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy He's just 7, a rebel. Like, Metal Gear Can't Solid. be tied down to one yeah, it's soundtrack. Just, it goes on and on. He loves, he also listed Duncan Country. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Oh, I'm Nothing. sorry. I have to issue, I have to issue a correction. It was, the Machinarium soundtrack is... By Thomas Dvorak, not Jacob Thomas, that's Dvorak. Right. Mm. Yeah, and now he goes by Floex, apparently. So that's oh. cool. All right, is that a name? Like F L O E X. All right, if you want to look up that soundtrack, because it is the best and the greatest forever. Uh, Eric Kruger's handsome face submitted uh, that he <laughs> loved chiptune soundtracks and and loved the soundtrack to V V V V V V. Oh uh, yeah. Also, Hotline Miami and Persona Five, which mm. I haven't played Persona Five yet. I hear good things with the soundtrack hollow miami does have a great soundtrack that i can yeah. verify it's perfect <laughs> for that game uh our buddy ryan submitted mass effect yeah you mm. can't go wrong with mass oh effect. my gosh that main theme I, i've talked about that theme before like booting up the me- like the the main menu and hearing that just that song that starts playing i was like i found my new home yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's super duper good yeah uh, he also mentioned mega man 5 ocarina of time yeah uh judge greg also donkey kong country i don't know what is 
It's good, I Mike. Know, I know you guys like to go behind my back and conspire with everyone. <laughs> no, nope. Just say these really <laughs> ridiculous things. Completely independent. No, uh, it's the first happen. soundtrack that I can remember that I had on CD as well. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It, got, it actually got... And I can see that kind of playing into it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, you know... There's a game, lot of nostalgia going on in there, Mike. Yeah, for sure. It's not, like, good by today's standards, but... Yeah. Like, it was just... It blew my mind. You know, I was like, Wow. You know, this is good music in a game. Wow, what? You know? Yeah. That's one interpretation. Uh, <laughs> we had several folks, uh, John Laola, uh, Taylor, Ashley, uh, Alston, and Chrono Cross, which, yeah, that, that soundtrack I, is know, very legit. Chrono, I Chrono went Cross back and listened to that soundtrack. It is really good. It's really mm. good. It's really, I've never played the game and I listened to it and I was just like smiling like, wow, this is great. <laughs> it's got cool music. Yeah. And it's got a lot of music. It's a long game. Um, Tom Titus Hughes sent in Final Fantasy IX. Um, I'm still meaning I'm meaning to play that game. I, I don't know why. I just really want to yeah. play Final Fantasy IX for some reason. Uh, Jeremy sent in Dying Light, which I thought was a pretty unique, uh, a pretty unique pick. I don't hear that one a lot. I've uh, never heard people talk about that. I played score. the whole game of Dying, the whole thing of Dying Light. I beat it. I do not remember the soundtrack to this game. It could have <laughs> no. been that it was that good that it really fit the mood for that game. And yeah, I'm just subconsciously that's possible. Like we're just grooving to it, but I, I don't. Remember. Man, I feel like we're going to talk about that later. I don't know why I feel foreshadowing. Like that, but... <laughs> uh, Ruben said in Final Fantasy VII, and a lot of folks also have that in their list. That's, um, I mean, that's an amazing soundtrack yeah. for sure um let's see what else did we did we get any other, yeah another final fantasy 7 from josh bailey um barry ingram said the last of us which yes that is an excellent soundtrack mm. um and in one of those few cases i, I don't know how many games get didn't to do he this. talk about the he talked about he, he talked about a certain animal in that tweet right am i right about that uh let me i don't have to go actually read it let me see oh <laughs> no nah, oh and then it closed on me oh it's fine like it's fine he he mentioned <laughs> he just mentioned giraffes you know oh yes gotcha yeah, yeah. well uh, when you say that word if you've played the game like that song comes to mind you know yeah beautiful good it's glorious glorious very very much so yes uh, sorry to derail you mike go you ahead did. continue you did um <laughs> you know the list goes on a lot of a lot of submissions people got really into this one so that was super cool it was a good yeah. question yeah thank you for the one. submissions everyone everyone thank That's you so awesome. much submissions lots of great answers i can't go through them all i wish i could but yeah thank you you that guys are one. awesome please keep tweeting at us it's it's that's this is the best part the best part of this podcast is the tweets yeah. and the interaction with the community. The only part I feel really bad about is I can't read everyone's names and all of your answers, but please keep submitting yeah. uh, answers to the show. We'll do our best. We read to, them to all, though, for put sure. Put some variety in here. We, we yeah. do read a lot of them, but they just don't all make it. <laughs> no, I read them the all, show. Mike. Maybe you don't, but I read them all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mike doesn't. No. Yeah. No, the, uh, that's why I make Mike do this part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> to so make that way it's not my there it's not go. my fault that way if you know if we if we have to skip somebody it's <laughs> yeah. all it's all it's doing it but you know <laughs> <laughs> oh man adam yeah sell me something gameplay you guys you're really in the mood for some commercialism right i just now. like <laughs> <laughs> i feel like sometimes, sometimes need... the best entertainment is is sold to me mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, are you guys fans of playing electronic computer games, David? Mike? I am a huge fan of the electronic computer games. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I mean I dabble. The, but the problem Ooh. is they're so expensive. Am I right? <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, that's really fun. And, and there's a million of them out there, being released all the time. We know it. How, we all yeah. know it. So, I mean, what's a man to do? What's a man with sixty dollars to do? I don't want to buy a sixty dollars game and find out I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's no, the that's risk. I point. feel like I roll the dice every time. Every time you read the reviews, everyone's like, "Oh, this is great," and then you you play it and you're like, "You know what? Maybe they thought it was great because they're stupid, but it's not for me." <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is a great way that you can get in there, especially if you don't have a lot of cash to spend. Try a bunch of games out, see what you do like, and then go from there. Or just play a ton of games, keep that subscription going, you know, and, uh, you know, save some money while you're at it. One day you'll be a big time podcaster like Big City Tate here. I mean, I'm I'm afraid all three of us are podcasters, not just me. Well, you're the big time one, though. I don't know. (laughs) You're literally buying stuff while we're recording. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with like me being a big city. David, the spending don't stop. So anyway, Gamefly has figured it all out. You can sign up, pay a low monthly subscription fee, try out these electronic computer games before you buy them. Um, and then better yet, you can get started with a free month of the service right now. Wow, free. By going to GameflyOffer.com slash SBFVGS. Once again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash SBFVGS for a free trial month of game rentals. And how, how much does this free trial cost me? That's you know that's my favorite part. I'm glad you asked, Mike. It's free. It costs you zero dollars. I'm glad you asked. So the main topic tonight, joining us, super special, super guest friend, Chris Velasco. Whoa. Is that a new title? Super special, super guest friend? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, totally. So um, can you tell our listeners kind of some of the games you've composed music for? Sure. I got my big break with the God of War series. I worked on one, two, and three. Uh, I've done, let's see, Borderlands one and two, Mass Effect two and three, um, Bloodborne, uh, Clive Barker's Jericho, Company of Heroes two, um, one of the Assassin's Creed, uh, stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Like basically all all of our favorite games. Oh, yeah, all the greatest <laughs> games of all time. All our favorite games, all the games we love. Oh, that was totally you the whole time. Got it. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. So, um, I guess kind of could you share your origin story and kind of what got you started in composing? Sure. Yeah, I uh, started out somewhat late. Um, didn't start 
studying music until I was about 21, um, mm. which is a little uncommon, I think, for most yeah. professional musicians. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, so I didn't even pick up an instrument until I was about 16 or 17. And I, I started playing guitar in a death metal band. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Man, how do you, how does one start out playing guitar in a death metal band? Because isn't that like like super intricate, right? <laughs> well, um, I mean, it depends on what role you're playing, right? If you're if you're like the rhythm guy and you're like like that, you can yeah, yeah. I was just trying to coax Adam into doing some more guitar stuff. Yeah, no, I was I was never really a lead guy. I was more of the the rhythm guy, and I was nice. You know, all our our music was kind of groove just heavy oh, groove okay. based so really cool mm-hmm. did you ever get to sing any backgrounds like uh, i did i did and it's yeah and it's <laughs> uh singing death metal is not easy on the throat no <laughs> oh man so <laughs> it's not really a viable long-term career <laughs> <laughs> makes sense that's amazing. Did you have to like drink the the hot water and everything right before you go on just to get your get ready to to growl um no, that probably would have been a good idea. I didn't do that. I just... <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So from there, I uh, I then started picking up classical guitar. Um, still couldn't really read music or anything, and I was going to a a junior college, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself, and. Uh, I was taking a a music appreciation class, and one day we we started studying Mozart, and so I heard Mozart's Forty the Symphony for the first time, and I just had this epiphany, like it blew me away, and, and wow. I thought that that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a composer, and and I'd never composed anything before other than you know like guitar riffs, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I. I stayed in school uh, at that school for another another year and just took all music classes and learned how to read music, took some like piano lessons, took guitar lessons, t- studied music theory, music history, um, ear training, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Put together kind of a, a demo package sort of and and applied to to other schools. And and the one I wound up going to was UCLA. Uh, so I moved out to Los Angeles to go there, and I've I've been here ever since. And that's kind of wow. how I got my, at least got interested in in music. It it then after I graduated, it then took me roughly seven or eight years to actually break into the game industry and and score my wow. first project. Wow, yeah, that's a little bit of a, a tough nut to crack, as they say. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, that's if pretty you, wild. Um, if you don't have that tenacity, it's, um, it, it's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, it's just basically like years of no. Right. And then finally <laughs> someone says, yes, basically that's how it was for me when I was getting into, I do visual effects for a living. And like, for me, I had to like endure years of like sending my reels to people and like them saying, no, I'm sorry. No, no. And then finally one person said yes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's all it takes. And, and, you know, I would, I went through years of usually not even hearing no, just kind of hearing nothing. You just kind of, you've just got the the void. You just cast your material (laughs) into the void and say, 
hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I yep. know this stuff is good, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So um, who are some, I don't know, some musicians or even a particular score or an album that inspires you? Uh, well, my favorite score of all time, it, it's probably like everyone's favorite score, but it's Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's fantastic. So yeah. And um, one, I, I've, I've kind of got this, this long sort of story slash history with, with Clive Barker. And, mm-hmm. and that goes all the way back to, to high school for me. And, and so another score that I didn't realize at the time was influential to me because it was pre composing, but mm-hmm. uh, Chris Young's score to Hellraiser two was oh. turned out to be very influential on me as well. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. That's awesome. You, you don't hear that one cited as often as like, you know, like everyone's like, ah, oh, John Williams, you know, he's the best, you know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah like a Hellraiser too. I like that. It's, it's, it's unique. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And John Williams is still amazing and he's yeah he's like really getting up there in age, he's but like he's like 85. Still, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> wild. Um, did you play video games growing up? Yeah, I did for sure. I, um, I, I think the first game I ever played was probably, space invaders when it like first came out um and then yeah the the grocery store by our house that my my mom went to they had uh this like console set up in the grocery store with an atari in it and and it had space invaders missile command and man that might have that might have been it but i like as a kid i was like can I go to the store? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And then, so you know, your mom would incredible. just like plant you down in front of the console. Yeah, while she and did her you know, shopping. these days, you know, parents wouldn't just leave their kids alone in the grocery store to play <laughs> games. But um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was a little more innocent then. But uh, yeah, but I yeah, know. I definitely just she'd do her shopping and and I'd play Space Invaders. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's the best grocery store I've ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> it, back, back in the day, I would do something similar, but it, we would go to the grocery store and my mom was like, all right, see ya. And I was just off to the magazine aisle to read video game magazines. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do, do that, that the whole time she was shopping. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah the same store time. actually had, um, gosh, it's all coming back to me now. They they had, <laughs> if you were a kid, you could get this, this uh, paper cookie card. And, and when you, you would go up, they had a, a bakery there and you would present it like a, you know, like a driver's license or something. And they'd, they'd see like, <laughs> okay, one free cookie. <laughs> and oh, I'd man. take my, you know, <laughs> I'd get my amazing. free cookie and, and go play Space Invaders. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And they actually brought that back at Super Target. Yeah, it's true. I, they, well, not yeah, the, they not give not cookies the to the kids. Not the Atari. <laughs> but the cookie but part. That would be amazing. <laughs> the cookie part is legit. So <laughs> now it's I do something similar at Bevmo where you can go and they'll they uh, they'll do like beer and wine tastings. So that's yeah, that's the grown up <laughs> version. Yeah, <clears throat> almost the same. <laughs> so, what are some favorite games of yours? Um, I think maybe like the Uncharted series. Mm-hmm. Nice. One of my favorites. Good answer. Um, Portal One and Two, or or yeah. oh man. Some favorites, and then, uh, like for retro stuff, I'm pretty good at Galaga. 
Oh, nice. yeah. Impeccable. Oh, Galaga. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're among good yeah. company here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, did we find you on gamingmatch.com? I, I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. So, I, you know, games composing in particular, was that something that when you first started composing was in the back of your mind? Or was that something that you kind of grew to aim toward uh, after a while? Um. Yeah, so I originally thought that I wanted to get into film scoring, um, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I I still do enjoy doing films, and uh, mm-hmm. but I thought that was going to be my my focus. And then this is while I'm at school, and and so you know you go the route of of doing student films, and and so I did a a bunch of those, mm-hmm. and um, you know my my music then it was just, I mean, I'm sure it was horrible. Just, just really, <laughs> just really dismal. But, um, but those movies were also really, really bad. And so you really wrote to fit the film, right? I mean, yeah. that's well, I'm sure I, I, uh, wrote to the best of my ability, but at the time, but, um, yeah, I was like, man, I, I do not enjoy scoring these films at all. And, <laughs> and I just saw this, this road ahead of me, like, you know how how many how many horrible films do you have to to score before you you get to do Star Wars? <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's a really good Googling, point. What's the number of bad films before good ones? Yeah, the average, it's, a, it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and I just I just couldn't take it, and it's like no, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not having fun, and and so right around that time, I had I had not really played it. Um, modern game for a, a few years and i uh i heard the score to a game called um outlast i think oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah okay is that yeah i i keep forgetting the name i just was talking about this the other day but yeah i think it was outlast it was like a space game it was a um oh okay um, so way back in the 90s mm. yeah Gosh, Outlast. Yeah, was it not? I'm really drawing a blank. Anyways, it it had an amazing score, and it was okay. it was like recorded in live in Russia, and oh wow, it was very symphonic and, and John Williams ish. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, this is exactly the kind of music I want to write, and this yeah. is for a video game. Like, I can't believe it. Last time I played a game you know it was it was still the you know kind of the the 8 bit yeah um, yeah beeps and boops mario brothers type stuff uh-huh and and so i thought wow okay i'm getting back into games like this is this is now a viable <laughs> career option and yeah. and so i started um going online and there i don't know if they still really exist or not but there are these these big um like modding communities mhm and and Half-Life had just come out, the original oh, Half-Life. Oh, yeah. And so th- everybody was doing these Half-Life mods. And mm-hmm. and uh, some of them looked really good. And, and so I, I put together a little demo and I, I said, hey, I, you know, your game looks great. Can I, can I write the music for it? And um, a- actually, everybody I asked said, yeah, that would be amazing. Like, please write the music <laughs> for it. And, and, and at the time, I was like, oh, I, well, I can only... I can only do one. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill myself here. <laughs> um, 
And, and so I picked one that was called Gunman Chronicles. And, uh-huh. and strangely enough, that actually then later got funded by Valve and, and released. And you can still wow. find it at like gaming stores. It'll be like in the. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah it's like I've an orange. It's before. in the big old old boxes you know and yeah it's like orange yep. <laughs> and it's got a space dude on it and it <laughs> so that's that, amazing that's actually the first game i ever scored but it didn't i don't normally talk about it because nobody knows what the hell gunman is and then it was <laughs> yeah. and it still took years and years and years later to actually get a real uh you know a real paying job for a game um yeah. but but yeah so i i thought man games are for me this is where this is where i'm i'm going and i um my professors at at ucla found out that i wanted to do video game music and i tried to stay on after i graduated to do a master's and uh they the the head the department chair told me um no we basically we don't we don't want you here anymore like just take your diploma and and, and go uh, because <laughs> we know you want to do music for video games of all things. And we consider that to be low art. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no. That's so sad. Like, I just wow. imagine this room full of like old solemn men with white hair, just like, wow, out. You know, <laughs> so sad. You are banished. Now, you are banished <laughs> to your video game. Now, band. that's interesting to me uh, because that, how do they feel about television scores? Like, they, wh- they wh- thought what's the they, hierarchy. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much concert music at the top of the okay. pyramid, and mm-hmm. everything else is low art. Oh, okay. so it's music for music's sake or nothing at all. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. gotcha. Purist. Yeah. And if it's <laughs> even though you you may be writing for the concert hall, if it's uh, if it's too accessible and has things like <laughs> melodies and and triads, <laughs> then that's also oh, no. that's also God forbid. It's not quite low <laughs> art, but it's it's definitely not good. Oh, it's wow, cheap. It's so cheap, crazy. apparently. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's and funny. Yeah, so I just, I don't know. That just didn't, you know, it just didn't fit my my personality or my my style or creativity at all. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that in hindsight, I'm really glad that they didn't let me stick around and just rack up more yeah. student loans. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Crazy, actually. it ended up paying off. <laughs> hmm. So, um, yeah. So, what's what's the process like? I mean, let's get a little nuts and boltsy. Um, I was just curious about the process for composing um, for a game score. You know, do you end up drawing inspiration from concept art or story themes, or kind of how how does all that work when you're when you're trying to write for a game? Uh, it depends where you come in during the project. So if it's if it's very early, which is where I actually prefer to come in, um the game doesn't even really exist at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh so then it's mostly I'm I'm taking inspiration from from concept art, yeah. And then maybe okay. later I'll get um some gameplay videos, but they'll, you know, it's games um have a tendency to look 
really bad and seem unplayable right up until the very end almost and then suddenly <laughs> this, <laughs> the shift happens and you're like this game is gonna this is gonna suck this is gonna be the worst game ever and then like something happens and everybody's work over the last few years all comes together in the final build and you're like oh my god it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, amazing so i i never really get to write to that amazing looking game i'm always yeah prior to that except for a few times where i've been brought in just very very late in the process and then only had okay. like um like one to two and a half weeks to do a whole score for a game and and then it's wow. like then that's like yeah then it's just crunch mode for sure and uh, <laughs> but then the game is like ready to go they're like we're going gold and you know in a week and oh my god we don't have music like <laughs> yeah, just patch the music in later. Oh man, yeah. day one, day one, day one music day patch. One patch. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is, I feel like so many gamers these days just want to hear their own music and don't care that you know I've been oh. slaving away for for a year on the score, and we spent all this oh, money man. to record it, and I've um and like all the the time and and suffering that went into writing this. <laughs> And they're like, isn't there a way to turn the music off? I want to, uh, no, I want to play yeah. my own. <laughs> I'm going to go, I think I'll go into the options and turn the music slider all the way down so I can listen to Fallout Boy while I play. <laughs> right. So if there was a patch that actually brought in music, they'd be like, meh. That's no, I, I won't. Pass. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm totally the opposite. I'm like Mr. Headphones while I'm playing or, yep. or, or it, and that's if I can't just have it really loud, you know, in the house. Um, but yeah, I, I'm hugely into, you know, the music side of it. So, yeah, um, you know, Sony's not doing you guys any favors because they have Spotify right there on your PS4 and you can like just play <laughs> it while you're list while you're playing games. I actually know a lot of people I play. I play a lot of Destiny and I just keep the Destiny music on because I think Destiny has some incredible music. Um and but like I'll be playing, I'm like, oh man, I really like this song a lot. That's on. Oh, you still listen to the game soundtrack? You know, I'm like, yeah, this song's <laughs> great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's that's very true. We're kind of the opposite spectrum here. Like we we keep game soundtracks on our phones because yeah, <laughs> like I'll I'll frequently put on if it's a good if it's a good score. Like I'll listen to that like while I'm doing work. Yeah. Or yeah, for sure. On Definitely. my very long commute. Yeah, yeah, the Skyrim exactly. soundtrack is is like if I'm like really stressed out and like working my brains out, I can just throw on the Skyrim soundtrack and I'm just like, ah, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is your happy okay, place. Nice, this is there appealing to my Nordic my Nordic sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess I'm curious, kind of how composing for a game differs from scoring TV and film. Uh, for pacing and length and you know you, you hear about these kind of uh, dynamic pieces of tech that you know uh, impact when music comes in and out and things like that so how does that impact when you're actually writing you definitely have to keep that in mind when you're writing and in fact I'm I'm working on a project now where these these creatures that you're fighting will can go into different states so they've got their normal just sort of attack mode combat mm -hmm. state and then if they take a lot of damage they can go into like a fatigued state or if you piss them off they'll go into like rage mode and then <laughs> okay. um and then there's this this other 
kind of compound on the island called Ether, and um, and they can somehow tap into that and they can go into the the Ether mode. And so all the stuff has to be able to to change kind of on the fly. So I'll I'll write a a track, you know, a looping track like like most video games have. Mm-hmm. Um, like about three minutes in length because because we've sort of found that three minutes is long enough that when it, it loops back to the beginning, um, three minutes was long enough that you, you probably aren't going to notice too much that you've heard it mm. before. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. And especially if you put in like enough, like if the music like ebbs and flows enough, then, you know, has like quieter moments, bigger moments. Um, as long as there's a lot of variety, it, three minutes is like a, a pretty good length for, for not oh, okay. noticing the loop. That's cool. Um, but in the in the music engine, then we have to we've told it to at the end of of any particular uh, uh, bar, and, and we put in the you know the tempo and what's the meter like? Oh, is it mm-hmm. you know it's it's seven eight at one hundred and thirty five BPM, and 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 at the end of, of any particular bar, if the monster is switching, it'll then switch into the fatigued or, or rage or ether mode, and then. From there, we'll play until the that creature leaves, and then it'll go back into whatever state that that creature is in again. Yeah, but, that's um, cool. So it does change on the fly, and it sounds really good. But but there there are some limitations. You can get around it, but it's it's a real pain in the ass, actually. Um, <laughs> but so for instance, I can't right now write in a in a, a mixed meter thing. So I can't go like three, four to four, four back to three, four. Oh. Um, we can, but then we have to really program, program that in. And it just takes a while. And, and so, oh, man, I um, never even thought I, about so that. So I start to think, I'm like, ah, how bad do I really want to change meter here? Like, uh, <laughs> not that bad. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I never even considered yeah, because that because it it'll throw everything off. Have the loop, yeah, it has to have the right like. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. And in the heat of battle, you probably wouldn't even notice if it there was a, a weird transition. But you know, we're trying to make it sound as good as possible. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Like for instance, last night I was having the pants scared off of me by Resident <laughs> Evil Seven, and um, you know <laughs> I'm hearing your music play, and I. Uh, and I realized, like, I had this crazy fight in a garage, and I was like, I realized I had basically been so focused on not dying that the music almost became like, I don't know, the music became very much like subconscious. Just it's just the mood, and it's just there, and it's making everything worse for me, but <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, but you know what I mean, like it. it you you don't you're not listening to it in that moment, but it is still affecting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so that that's it's definitely there's I, there's got to be it's a, there's a fine art to it. Um, having it be where it works on that level and it's not pulling you out of the experience, but it's still definitely shaping it. Yeah, so I'm I'm very like sensitive to to music that in in games that that pulls you out of the experience and and. Mm. You know, I still play games a lot here, and and so I appreciate a, a score that that's working well. And what I do to try to a- avoid having music that sticks out too much is I'll finish a piece, I'll I'll just loop it here in the, in my studio, 
and I'll, I'll crank the volume up, and then I'll just walk around and I'll do stuff. I'll I'll go upstairs and I'll like put dishes away or you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just do something, just walk around, just do whatever. Read read the mail, check my email, um, mm-hmm. and I let the the music play for like I don't know fifteen twenty minutes even, and and when you hear it that long, things will start to pop out. Or if oh, anything okay. is going to, it will it will then pop out that that you wouldn't hear just listening to it once and going like, man, that sounds great. Um, Interesting. So it, it's it's unfocused attention, and and if I hear anything that start, I'm like, oh god, that one that one sound, you know, I don't, you know, whatever it is, and and I'll come back down to the studio and I'll find out what is that noise that's bugging me now, and then and I just I I yank it out. That's really cool. Or, it's harmonica. It was the harmonica. <laughs> it's always the harmonica. <laughs> That's funny. And do your, does your family ever kind of poke their head in? Like, is there something super spooky going on down there? Or, <laughs> well, so the the house that that my wife and I live in, it's um, it's it's three floors, but it's all open, and there's like a big stairwell that like connects everything, mm-hmm. and so there's there's no actual door on my on my studio. So, and I work quite late into the night, like sometimes three or four in the morning. Um, and normally it doesn't bother her and like her, you know, our room is on the, on the top floor. My studio is, is the bottom floor. Uh, but the only time she came down and, and told me to put headphones on was when I was doing Clive Barker's Jericho. And I was, I was playing around with, um, there's this one scene where, uh, you fight these like little demonic undead babies <laughs> and uh and they're they're really fast and they're pretty scary and and so i wrote I was writing this combat music for them and i I got a recording of some some uh babies like crying oh, no. oh, and man. i and I put that into the music and then I like time stretched them and I reversed it and and did all this just kind of weird stuff, but you could definitely tell like there are children crying in this music and oh, and that was the only time where <laughs> where she got much. disturbed by something and came down and was like i can't sleep with with these like <laughs> you know these demonic babies crying <laughs> that's amazing yeah i was i was i wanted to ask you a little bit too about um so chip jocelyn uh is kind of how we met and I, I know you had worked with him a little bit on the Resident Evil uh, 7 score as a vocalist. Um, could you talk a little bit about kind of what, what he did on the, on the score? Yeah. He, so for Resident Evil, we did this pretty uh, intensive like pre-production on the, on the score. So before I, I wrote a single note, I recorded uh, a string orchestra just, got a bunch of effects, just tons and tons of, of string effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we had a, a sound designer in Canada who recorded like just so many sound effects, um, including things like, uh, like prepared instruments. Do you know mm-hmm. what a, like a prepared piano or a guitar is? It's, it's like putting like weird things on the strings maybe and it, and it turns oh. them into almost completely different sounding instruments oh, okay. or even guitar. Like people put like bits of twine or whatever on strings mm-hmm. or, or just, you know, tie things or in and weave things in between the strings. And it, 
it can come up with some really interesting sounds. So, so he did a bunch of that stuff. And then even things like, um, like he recorded a, a beehive that was full of bees <laughs> and, and just got the sound of the, you know, the bees swarming around. And, um, so a lot of cool stuff like that. And then finally I recorded chip in the studio, um, just doing some like typical stuff, like just kind of like whispering and shouting and murmuring. Mm-hmm. And, and then I had him do things like um, we made him drink some water and then, uh, and then make sounds like he was, he was drowning. Oh, God. Oh, gosh, um, man. <laughs> and then um, he, he put like a, like a plastic like bag over his face and, and then was like screaming through, like he was asphyxiating and, oh, gosh. and trying to like breathe through the bag. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so man, so you, just so you a, definitely, a lot of like, does, was he credited as doing the spooky gurgles? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's what he's known for, a spooky gurgle. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And and yeah, and so we took all these sounds and then made a um a, a contact instrument. A contact is like a, a player, a digital like player in, that I use in in my my software that that um enables you to to play the different sounds on your keyboard. Really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So kind of mapping uh, so it to all the it, keys. We made an instrument for specifically for Resident Evil that had all the string effects, all the all of chip stuff, mm-hmm. all the the other sound effects and we created the score using all of that kind of weird stuff. Wow. <laughs> That's really That's really awesome. cool. So, um I know you and Chip have a bit of an art rivalry going on. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys, uh, you know, and I know art collecting is a big passion of yours. Um, so, I mean, have you ever been able to collaborate with, creatively with any artists in, in that world? Um, well, so yeah, I did do that um, on on two occasions, actually. I Last year, I curated a show for Clive Barker. Oh, okay. Um, and... It was called Clive Barker's Wunderkammer, which is <laughs> nice. a cabinet of curiosities, and uh, and I did write um, a a score to accompany it. It was just just kind of atmospheric, weird stuff that we just kind of pumped through the gallery. That's cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, you couldn't really hear it though because there's so many people that oh. it, that it, it drowned it out, and you didn't want it to be too loud, you know. And yeah, and well, yeah, it's um, you can't so, stand out. <laughs> You just walk yeah. through and like, everyone shut up. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody hear that? <laughs> like, oh man, that music's really cool. What is that? Wow. <laughs> uh, and then also recently over the, the summer, um, do you know Chet Czar? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very spooky art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he did a show um, at a gallery that was called dystopia and uh yeah and he asked me to do kind of a soundscape for it um so i I wrote like a i don't know 13 minute piece or something that that we that we looped Mm -hmm. and and this time we actually had it on on big pa speakers outside and you could you could hear it that's Um, cool so so yeah I, i i guess i have kind of collaborated with a couple of artists yeah that's awesome so what would you say is the kind of the most challenging project you've worked on? I guess there's different kinds of challenges. There's 
not having enough time, you know. Is oh yeah, a big sure. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much always the challenge in visual effects. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we never have enough time for anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so time crunches are are hard. Um, back to kind of Clive's thing again. Um, I did the Jericho score in like two and a half weeks, and it was over. I think it was about two hours of music. Wow. Um, that was, that was pretty brutal. Oh and, my goodness. And, and I don't really ever want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you think about bands that do that kind of thing, um, uh, the great example of the kind of quality music you get from cranking something out in two weeks usually is like the second Bush album. <laughs> so there you go. So if you crank something out that's awesome, that it's two hours plus in two weeks, that's that's pretty huge. <laughs> yeah, that actually included going up to Skywalker to record a choir for it as well. Oh wow. my goodness! Um, so yeah, that was um, so that was a, a challenge. I I also did another horror score a few years ago called zombie U. it was a, a launch title for the wii u oh yeah, yeah i played that one. game and yeah and we did that score in like um i don't know a week and a half yeah maybe yeah, like 10 oh days my goodness <laughs> that's and wild. then and then the the assassin's creed that i did it, it was just a a dlc so it wasn't a ton of music it was maybe like 30 minutes of music, but I, I had to do that one in, in like 10 days as well. Wow. wow. So I guess that would do it. That would definitely make a challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what is, I guess we're kind of getting to the end here. Just have a few more questions for you. Um, what's a favorite game score uh, of yours that you did not work on? Um, well, that, that first game. And, and I think, I think I can pull this up and it's going to still record. Okay, perfect. Um, to Google. <laughs> <laughs> to Google we go. There's always a part in every episode where we, where we <laughs> yeah, Google something. something so <laughs> this fits right in. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, outcast. I was right. Oh, outcast. Um, oh, outcast. Oh, I thought you said outlast for some reason. Oh, maybe I did. I probably okay. did. Outcast. Out- outcast. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the seminal one. And that's the one that you, uh, you would say uh what system was it for was it a pc game or what, what was it on yep for windows okay 1999 that's pretty sweet i think i may have even played it now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> yeah i never played it but i mean this game had the score at least had such an impact uh on my career because i really i i, I assume i would have eventually got into into games but mm-hmm. Um, that's the one that made me really kind of sit up and, and take notice. And it was written by a, who's now a good friend of mine, this guy, Lenny Moore. And at the time, you know, I was, I was like, oh my God, this Lenny Moore guy, he's so good. And <laughs> who is he? And, and then I, he used to live in LA. Now he's, he's up in like Sonoma, but I, I eventually met him and I was, I was super nervous. And and then, you know, you just find out like, oh man, he's just another, just a person. Yeah. And so we used to. <laughs> We used to play poker every week, and um, yeah, he's a really nice guy and a great composer. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so this I know this one's going to be very, very hard, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> what, what piece of music <laughs> are you the most proud of artistically? Select your favorite child, if you would. 
Yes. <laughs> is what this question is. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thank you for translating it, Mike. <laughs> May, I, I'm still pretty fond of... Um, I, I did a... I was working on Clive Barker's Books of Blood a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And... It was it wasn't a game. It wasn't a film. It was like a motion comic. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, which they, those kind of don't even. I guess they still exist, but they just never caught on the way mm-hmm. that people thought they might. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did a concert version of the main theme, and uh, and I've got this this great friend Nicole Garcia, and I she's a violinist, and I've I've known her for I don't know, like twenty years or so. Oh and, wow. Um, and so I wrote the piece as kind of a, kind of a mini violin concerto, uh, mm-hmm. for her. And then she premiered it with me in, at a concert in Spain a couple of years ago. Oh man. Um, and, and that piece, um, maybe because it was not exactly written for something, but like a concert version of, of something that I had written. Um, I think that that is still maybe one of my my favorites wow that's awesome that's really great all right so um last question here what would be your dream project to work on uh i have two all right yeah go for it um first dream project is to either game film or tv something star wars yep okay (laughs) yeah i had a feeling i was coming (laughs) i'm sure that's that's everybody's dream project but um, but it's definitely more a possibility now than it was 10 years ago. That's for sure. Yeah. With all the stuff. Disney's Absolutely. Making with it. Yeah. It's so much stuff coming out. Yeah. And, um, Just get in good and, with the EA if you're not already. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I even wrote, um, I was, I was recording the score to a game called Agents of Mayhem last summer. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not out yet. It's Volition's new game. Yeah, it's oh. the, the new one from the... Um, oh Saints Row. God, just blank. Saints, Saints Row. Saints Row, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. their yeah. new game. Okay. Uh, but I had some leftover time at the at the studio. I was recording uh, over at Warner Brothers. And so I wrote a Star Wars demo oh. that I recorded with the orchestra that uh, I've been shopping around trying to, nice. trying to get some Star That's, Wars action. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. Get it. <laughs> Uh, so that's my, my first, um, big dream project. My second one would be to work on something with Guillermo del Toro. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Another great answer. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Uh, basically but- everything he touches, I'm, I love for, you know, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> and I just feel like, you know, he's such a, uh, a big art collector and yeah, he's got that have, gallery, uh, somewhere in LA, right? Yeah. It's the. Um, or I don't know where it is. No, the his exhibition moved now. I, I don't oh. remember where it is now. It was in L.A. for a, for a long time, but it, it moved cities. Uh, but you know his whole house that he calls Bleak House. It's <laughs> like floor to ceiling art. Um, <laughs> all uh, when we're done here, if you guys want, I'll give you like a a, a quick uh, you know nickel tour of of the studio. Oh, cool. with, oh yeah, with the Skype. Here. I love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. You can you can see it's kind of the the mini. The mini Guillermo's Bleak House. <laughs> mini Bleak House, um, yeah. That's awesome. But but yeah, I just feel like we've got so much in common with art, and we like a lot of, just a lot of the same stuff in general, and um, I think it would just 
be awesome to work with him, but also just be awesome to hang with him. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> he seems like one of those dudes that's like super talented, but also like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to get a beer with him too. You know, like he, he just yeah. seems like a, you know, <laughs> just, sure. just cool all around. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We went, uh, uh, on David's dime and, and saw, uh, Scott Pilgrim at the Egyptian and Guillermo yeah, Toro mm-hmm. hosted it. And yeah. Oh my gosh. He's hilarious. It was, yeah. that was so much fun. And then at the end, we were going back to, to my car and we walked right past Edgar Wright and Guillermo del Toro. And I'm taller than both of them. So that, that made me happy. <laughs> so at least, at least you had that on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you so much, Chris. It has been an awesome time uh, talking with you. Um, do you have anything? I, I know you have that big Vienna thing coming up, right? Do you want to plug anything? Oh, right. And, uh, it's it's just outside of Vienna. It's in Baden, Austria. It's July twelfth through fourteenth, and I'm teaching a master class there Whoa. on uh, how to write music for video games. That's, That's awesome. amazing. It's awesome. I'll be there. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll see you there. <laughs> and Baden, I, I haven't been to Baden before, but apparently it's like the city of of spas and wine. So, oh. we'll video game music. Um and like day spas and wine. Sounds like incredible. The best. I, I really wow. hope it says that on the sign of the city. You know, just like the city of spas and wine. It's that's that's pretty nice color card. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's really cool. So people can just kind of come from all over in that area and and learn or fly over there, like like my, like me, um, right? And then yeah basically go and is it a few days long kind of a conference thing yeah it's it's three uh my my class is three days it's six hours a day okay so yeah you'll be you'll be an expert at the end of three days (laughs) nice of course (laughs) (laughs) learning from the masters of course yeah Yeah. of course (laughs) well that is super cool All right, time for end of the show plugs for men and women. Thank you. Um, you. So where can people keep up with you, Chris? Uh, You can go to my website, which is Monarch, like the butterfly, monarchaudio.com. And through there, there's links to my Facebook and Twitter. And there's also an email form. I am honestly sometimes bad about replying (laughs) to emails that come through my website, but... I do my best. <laughs> there you go. Now, are All there right. like samples of some of the songs you've worked on there and stuff? Or Yeah, absolutely. I was actually just trying to update my website a oh, bit today. Nice. Um, so there's there's a good sample of, of a lot of projects on there, and and I'll continue to, to update it. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. And so, you know, for the for listeners who are listening to this audio-only podcast and are going to miss out on the Bleak, the mini Bleak House tour, um, <laughs> then go to your Facebook, right, and and see kind of your art gallery uh, that you have on there. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. So, that's super cool. So, there you a lot go. Of, a lot of really crazy stuff in there. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
All right. And you can keep up with us on the show, uh, as most of you probably know, at uh, sbfvgs.com. <clears throat> Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And um, you can check that out at bit.ly slash sbfvgsyt. Uh, you can score a lovely sbfvgs t-shirt on amazon.com. Just search for our podcast name. Um, keep sending in those sweet, sweet news stories that you'd like to hear discussed yeah, on the show. And Reddit, Yeah, reddit.com slash r slash sbfvgs. And if you get a minute, leave us an iTunes review. I'd be very grateful uh, for that. And yeah, it helps people find the show. Yeah, and it kind of puts us a little higher in the search results. That's that's the reason we ask. It's not just because we want you to heap praise upon us, although we well, do kind of also want you to heap some praise right. upon yeah, us. Yeah, we, we well. went in that before. <laughs> and, you know, as we know, I, I print out the good reviews and I roll around in them. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, you can support the show by signing up for a Gamefly at gameflyoffer.com slash SBFVGS. Uh, very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome, handsome face. Mm. Can't, can't neglect the face. Um, chat with us on Discord at bit.ly slash SBFVGS Discord. Um, David's usually in there. I pop in and out. Mike hops in sometimes. Grace he had a th- really good streak going a couple weeks ago. I don't know yeah. what happened. I got really yeah, so sure. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can also find us at facebook.com slash SBFVGS. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SBFVGS Podcast. Individually on Twitter, I am Barry White. That's B U R Y W. I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. Chris can be found there at Monarch Audio. Um, and then, yeah, friend us on PSN. Uh, play some PlayStation 4 with us. Uh, same names there, except for Mike, who's Taco underscore Douglas. Um, I don't know. Chris, are you on the, the PS4? I don't know if you want to divulge your, your secret, secret name. Um, yeah, I am, but I I generally don't add anybody. Yeah. Okay. Totally cool. <laughs> Play solo, that a solo fine. man playing the Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. And make sure to join the Super Best Friends video game sleepover PS4 community. We can chat there, leave, leave each other some sweet nothings, um, play Overwatch, <laughs> Destiny, what, whatever might be tickling our fancies at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, huge thanks once again to our super guest friend, uh, Chris Velasco, for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you yeah, so much for coming for on. Being on. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, and that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 68. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more spooky gurgling on gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're trying to play Overwatch. Like, ah, oh, sorry, guys. I ripped my controller in half again. <laughs> I actually couldn't see the screen because my pecs got in the way. <laughs> <laughs>